And now, Touch My Bass Productions presents The Shootout with Bill Lynch. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Shootout. I am your host, Survivor Payne, Little Branches, and we are back this week with a brand new super guest. He's been one of the biggest names in the Harlem Hotel CSI area. Probably one of the biggest hard-working wrestlers to ever compete in AWS and any other promotions man has wrestled in. You know, he's got a good career in Flatline, other any promotions. He's a current member of the roster of the UCW. A new Octane champion, I might add. He's been several champions in AWF, but never quite won the big one. And we're going to discuss that tonight. But let him tell us further ado. Y'all might heard about Street Soldiers. Y'all might know what's under the feeling. I know him as my friend. He's Dandy Taylor. Hey, Dave, what's up, boss? What's up, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, y'all got to forgive me. Y'all realize I'm a redneck and all the damn technology crap. It just don't work with me. What's up here tonight? Well, hell, man, I'm not freaking worried. Chris called me up and said, hey, I got him on the phone. Let's make it happen. I said, okay, let's go. It's break time. All right, so, shoot, what you got? And I'm over here tearing down a vehicle, drinking me a beer, having a good old time. Hey, hashtag military time. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, also, my co-host also tonight, I can't forget about the CEO and creator of Touch My Bad Productions. He's Chris Dickens. Hey, oh, touch your, touch, touch your what? Touch my bad. Uh, 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 oh, your bad. Man, what, we go, we, we go fishing? Hold on, man. I didn't say, I didn't hear nothing about no fishing. <laughs> this is what happens when you communicate with a redneck. Oh, is that what it is? Communicating? Yeah, that's what they call it, I think. Oh, for, for normal guests, I took him a T-bone steak and everything, and grabbed him by the grill, drinking beer, and drinking hot pepper, and... Letting it freaking fly. Now, let me tell y'all something. Since you say it that way, let me tell you what I'm doing right now. I got me a car pulled up under some rigged up lights outside with a grill right in front of me. I done ate some damn burgers. I had some steaks earlier. You know, I got me one of them frisbee golf thingies over here on the side. Now, of course, I got my flag up in front of me, you know. But, 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 and I got me a pot. Man, now y'all got me wanting to go fishing. And I got me a, two ponds in my front yard. I can go walk down. Hey, I can do that while I'm on phone with you guys. Really? No, that's no, I, 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 I got to get back to work. Anyway, yeah, y'all go ahead. I'm sorry. I, 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 I shut up for a minute. Hey, y'all knew when y'all said y'all going to call me to do this show, y'all going to get some laughs. Y'all going to get some uh, hell, hell raised. You know, it's like some other bald guy we know. Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's all right. Don't think we'd have it any other way. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting in the studio calling both of y'all from the phone to do this thing. <laughs> oh, you in a studio, you sound so professional. Yep. We know it's your mom we we know we both know it's your mama's basement. Wow. That's what you get a basement. Hey, hey, you you're not de- you're not denying it. Hey, hey, we don't want to know what's going on in his bed. All, all you know, Rosie Palmer and her five sisters. I mean, come on. This episode isn't about me. This is about you, Andy oh, Taylor. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's about my career and not yours or this one. Sorry. Ouch. Oh, that burns on it. Well, guys, let's, let's, get this, let's get this show started, man. I want to start right off with 2001. You know, I'm in Marine Corps boot camp. You know, I come back, and I hear old Birch's place. This is my first mention, Andy, you know, and uh, I come down to your place on VFW Road, 
And Chris would tell me, I started wrestling on a trampoline, started wrestling in your backyard. Now, basically, said wrestling real, because I was used to. And I'll say, Chris was trying to sell me wrestling real, ruined friendships. Y'all want to start making sports entertainment. So tell me what your first memory was like when you met Chris Dickens and, and I guess Jay Garganis. How did you first get involved in AWF during this time period, 2001? 2001, oh, man, do you realize how much beer I have drank since then and how many shots in the head I have taken since then from, hell, both of you guys, just the name to, to us. Ooh, y'all want me to remember something way back then? Holy hell. Um, let, let, let me get into my bag of damn memories that aren't that good right now. Hold on. All right. Let me see. Y- y- y'all see on the phone, right? Yep. Yep. All right, there y'all are. Well, I had to plug in my headset because, uh, this, this phone right here is, anyways. So, 2001, whoo. You're right. I know. VFW Road and Road Town. This guy, my brother, Carl J. Garganus. Whoo. He said, yeah, we all got a trampoline. Let's just do some wrestling around. And I laughed at him. Now, most people don't know this, but I do have a, uh, a mixed martial arts background. So when they say let's wrestle around the trampoline, I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting in there wrestling around with a bunch of sweaty old guys. Let's face it, I, I was young. I was 15 like I started in this. I've been doing it, whew, 15, holy hell. I've been doing this shit for 16 years. I've been doing it professionally for seven now. Man, y'all, y'all don't make me have ha- some good memories on this damn show. All right, anyways. You know, I got to say, Dickie, uh, and for those of y'all that know, that's his nickname. Y'all make sure to call him that whenever you see him, Dickie. Uh, or thanks. Chris Dickens. Anyway, so, uh, but would that be coming off the damn, when we were going the whole backyard thing, I, I used to be hardcore, uh, like, like really, really stupidly hardcore. Um, some things never changed. Anyways, but whenever I jumped off that damn back deck onto somebody, Dickie, onto a table. And somebody, Dickie, decided to move, you dumb bastard. But that was fun. You know, back in them days, I didn't care about, you know, stuff like insurance or broken bones or or, or, or any dumb shit I did affecting me. I've gotten a little bit smarter throughout the years. Not so much as I want to, but I have gotten smarter. But back in the backwoods arena, back down on VFW Road, Building that same thing, it took us, what, about six months to actually get all the tires and plywood back there. And it was a death trap. It, it was it was backyard. You know, you go online, you go on AWE, look for AWF. Dickie, what's that uh, Facebook or YouTube page? Uh, Metro Wrestling GA. All right, Metro Wrestling GA on YouTube. You can see some of the dumb shit we used to do. Uh, and, and all the original guys up there, you know, myself, Dickie. Mr. Bill over there, Survivor of Pain. You know, Jay. Hell, I think Colin man might have been there a couple times. But, and, and I'm not going to say no other names because they, they didn't make it to too big of egos to be mentioned in shows like this. But uh, we had a lot of fun back then, back with Arena. I mean, it was our first time actually getting together as a group and building somewhat resemblance of a ring and a lot of us we moved forward we kept going with it and Dickie I know I'll pick on you I, I know you had a lot of things going on in your personal life and 
you know, you're going through hell, so you had to back away from it, but you're always there. You know, AWF, when we went to Harlem, and we had that arena, and you were, you came out when you could, and you supported us, and there's some things, and I know there's a shootout, so Chris, don't, don't get butthurt over some things I'm going to say probably later on in this uh, interview, but um, I, I, I did miss you guys coming around, you know, a lot of us have gone a lot further than what we thought we would back then. You know, we were backyarders. We were, most of us weren't formally trained, but I'm pretty sure Bill's got a question for that later too. So, but my memory, that was the theory, right now I'm back on track. <laughs> the memory I have from back then would be on the trampoline, all the get together and actually getting started. Now, y'all had y'all's backyard before and a couple of you guys were playing around, but it actually, that, that was me knowing I wanted to do that, get in the ring and actually doing this shit for 16 years I've been doing it now. And if it wasn't for you and for y'all, y'all two and Jay getting my ass out there, you know, I wouldn't be doing this shit, putting my body through hell for fans. And I appreciate you guys for that. All right, Bill, give me another question. Give me something to talk about. Yeah, I, I, I got a lot of questions for you, man. I, I appreciate everything you said. Um, and I just saw a lot of videotapes, you know, uh, that took place in your backyard, you know, rushing the woods and everything. I think you got a lot of bumps. But my favorite match I did back there, I mean, long story short, you know, I kind of cussed out Jay, cussed out Christopher, you know, for not even honoring the real division that we had. The Christians trying to redo backyard ball four, call it backyard ball four thing strike. You were involved in a tag match. It was you and Brandon Parker making it like make it like our team extreme, I guess. You know, that's much of the Hardy Boys team and y'all going to take on Jay and Christopher as CX, destructive experts, you know. Y'all did a real match, a real uh wrestling matchup, you know, you and uh, Parker versus uh, Jay and Chris. Do you have any memories of that match, that real match? I mean I know Parker ended up getting a victory with an ankle lock on Christopher. But I was still a good fight. Y'all went at it for a good 15 minutes before it was over. I was really impressed by it. But tell me some of your memories about that. How did that match come about? You know, what was it? Was, was it a strategy? Y'all just went there and just went at it and just whoever happened, whatever happened. Believe it or not, I actually do remember that match. It's actually pretty damn good. Uh, it's actually the first time I ever broke a finger in a match. Um, and it from what I can remember, from what came along is you, Mr. Bill, yeah, you were trying to bring Will into it, and honestly, your aggression and your, your anger issues, dude, nobody wanted to go against you because you like just straight hurting people, and of course, we weren't into that. Um, it wasn't UFC, it wasn't mixed martial arts, but Jay did come to me, and you're right, me and Parker, we were a team extreme back then. Hardy Boys were the biggest thing in WWE. WWF, however they want to call it. it. Chris, if you got to edit that, I understand. But, uh, you know, and me and Parker, we're both, we, we were agile. We were the high flyers. We enjoyed flying off stuff and just like Hardy Boys. So, hell, why not? Me and Parker, I brought him into the business shortly after I got into it. And we got together and teamed up. And I, I ain't going to lie, he was one of my, but, well, he's a tag partner that now, even now, even independent, I wouldn't mind tagging up with him again. He has gone a lot further than I have. He has, you know, done a lot more than I have. But during that match, you know, Jay said, hey, we want to do a real match, you know. And, of course, Dickie and Parker always had their issues. 
And Jay and Dickie were always bigger than me and Brandon, but me and Brandon had one thing that they didn't. We both had martial arts backgrounds. So we knew it was going to be a fight. We knew we were going to go in there and be put through hell. Uh, as for strategy, it was going to be wear them out with our speed, get them to the ground, work on the ground, wrap them up. And it, it, it worked with, with Dickie. Dickie, nothing against you, but uh, you weren't he's quick on your feet, and you were a skinny bastard back then. So oh, no, I was a geek and a nerd. I suck. Uh, you... you <laughs> If, if I had you out there, don't know. Look, if I had the ability to go back in time, I'd whip my own ass because that's how bad I was. <laughs> oh, you, you, yeah. Uh, and we knew Jay. He's already. He was getting ready to go to the military. He was in shape. He was. He was stout. And I knew once if he got his hands on me, I was. I was a buck fifty soaking wet. All right. I was a little guy, and I knew if Jay got his hands on me, I was done. So it was basically use our speed. And the skills that we had back then, you know, it was me with Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with Parker with Muay Thai and uh, kickboxing. And we knew, hey, let's do this. You know, control our breathing. If you get a chance to get to the back, get to the back, which, you know, Dickie, you, you let your back open too many damn times. Um, but it was well fought. And at the end, you're right, it, the, the angle lock locked in. And Dickie, I gotta get to you. You don't give up very easily. And we knew you weren't going to. We knew neither you or Jay would actually give up. And y'all, y'all had y'all's brotherhood from a young age that y'all knew what each other had been through. So it was, you knew what to say to Jay to keep him going, and vice versa. And, and y'all, y'all put on a good fight. Um, be honest with you. As for real, even when we went to the Harlem Arena, it was, yeah, I knew I could do it. I knew I could get in the ring. And, you know, Bill, I, I actually, I'd wanted to wrap up with you sometimes, but just your aggression, you know, it wasn't, it didn't scare me. It just, I, I couldn't risk you losing it and PTSD and all that going into play. And I understand what you've gone through, dude. You know, I mean, I had been there myself, but I, I've watched, I watched how those situations play out, and I respect all military. That's why you, Jay, you know, y'all are hometown heroes for real. Y'all went over there. Y'all went to war. You know, not just with a bunch of guys in the backyard, but that, that match. That's what that was. That was a war, and it was Jebo getting ready to go off to the military. He was about to get deployed, um, and AWF was getting ready to move on to better things and we knew we had to have one last big hurrah before everything moved you know and during that match a lot of respect was gained you know at the end of the match when it, even though it, there were some grudges externally and in personal life throughout that match when it was all said and done we went, to, we went behind the curtain and we hugged it out and yeah, it was a good match, all in all. So, you know, all right, here's something else. You brought up a couple of good points about that match, but, you know, I asked Christopher on a podcast not too long ago this question, and I always thought you would give me a runaround. So I, I, I want to ask you, because you were there during this time period. I would hear things when I'm in Kent with Junior Outstation after David Clark, you know, Gargantz with those things, Chris Joseph's name, another one of the person. But Brendan Parker always claimed he would beat my ass in a real match. 
I would come down there and challenge him, and I was here for Chris or you know, he find some way to not show up or back out and match. Especially after he said he would do it, we had a date, he showed you ready to wrestle, and then last thing we back out. Now, in your opinion, did Buck ever, did you ever ask him, did he ever say anything back then? Or why would he see or say he would beat me? We keep trying to pull up and let's go. He would always back out. And, Bill, I'm going to tell you this, nothing against you, but I'm not answering that question because this is – that was between you and Parker. Okay. There's a whole lot there, – there, there, there was a whole lot of back and forth. There was a whole lot of, yeah, I can whoop his ass, I can whoop his ass. But when it came down to it, unless you got in the ring, no one really knew unless it – you know, and not the predetermined shit. If you got in that ring and you got to, to, to go real, to go, you know, and mixed martial arts style – you know, it, it, it could have gone either way. You had the size, and you had military training. But he also had his military training. I don't think you guys ever knew it. I don't understand. I had martial arts background as well. And But unless you were able to put the test, that's, that's a question of opinion. And honestly, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got something. Most of them think. You know, but... You know, as for what happened back then, there was a whole lot of shit behind the scenes that nobody knew about that I was privileged and condemned enough to know about. Uh, but as for if y'all ever locked up, I can't say you know whether he'd win or not, or if he'd win. Uh, it'd be one hell of a fight. And that's what it would be. It would be a fight. It wouldn't be a match. It wouldn't be a spar. It would be a fight. You know, especially back then, there was ego starting to build and you know, you, you're right. You stepped up and you wanted to fight them. But I also learned at a young age, what's well, the of fighting unless there's something to gain? And there was nothing to gain out of that situation. Just two hot-headed bastards. It was bragging right. It was bragging it was, right. It, it was bragging right and two hot-headed bitches and trying to one-up one, one another. And, you know, it just, it got out of hand real fast, to be honest with you. But whether he was running his mouth, yeah, okay. Y'all both said, meet me in the ring, meet me in the ring. And it never happened. That's all there is to it. You know, but it, it, it was trying time for all of it. It was, it, it, it was time to put up or shut up or, you know, and, and y'all, y'all just never got a chance to. I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, that's cool. That's your opinion on that. But we can move on a little bit forward now. And I know, I remember uh, in 2003, you know, when we had the Back Up Five Evolution event at my place and everything, you stepped up. I think you beat Chris Diggins in the Georgia Southern Championship. Um, I was going to talk, I was going to ask you that question because you was refereeing the Ironman match between me and uh, Jardinus, but I might leave that for another show when we do up in that particular topic. Me and Dad kind of want to both be further because. Big Jay got told two different things about that match. You know, Christopher tried to tell me he was a follower. It was your and your brother's decision to stop the match, and Christopher along with it, and y'all were going to give it to Jay. I got told that uh, after y'all stopped the clock at 45 minutes, you know, Big Jay thought it was an hour, but, you know, y'all decided to stop the clock. Now, Jay's on the ground. I walked away. David Clark and uh, Melissa, my, you know, my wife, or parents at the time, approached me and said, if you don't beat Jay, they're going to give it to him. Now, according to my ear, I heard y'all arguing, you know, and Chris always said, which you and John the Taylor says, no, Jay's the better man. Bill was cheating in that match. We should get the belt to Jay if Jay can survive. 
you know, the sudden death start. I never had a chance to really talk to you about it. I've all, all these years done past. I don't know what your memory of it, but yeah, what the hell I'm asking anyway. I, uh, I believe you went a long way around asking if it was Monty Johnson's idea to give Jay the title. Um, or when, however it may be. Dude, I ain't gonna lie to you, I don't remember a whole lot about back then, but, um, honestly, if I remember correctly, yeah, I was ref, and it was a hell of a fought match. Um, it was. But, 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 when it came down to it, it was heart. Not rage that won that match. And, it was a, a, a tough call on who won because y'all went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and y'all gave it hell. Um, as for David and Melissa and what they said, you know, I, I don't, frankly, I just don't give a damn. It came down to, you know, yeah, you walked away, but yeah, and we, we, stopped, the, we stopped the fight. It was getting to the point where, you know, you let your anger take over. You, you, and Dickie, you didn't help with that with, you know, what you were saying. If I'm, you know, and, and my memory is, is, you know, not that good. I know that, but, you know, that, that match, it was, it came down to Bill, yeah, okay, you fought him, you're the one that got it walked away. And as you walked away, Jay did what a lot, what all of us would have done, and he said, I'm not done yet. We had to call the match. You guys, hell, there was no winner in that match. Y'all played each other through hell. Y'all damn near killed each other. And we watched it. You know, for a grappling match, it was a hell of a match. It was well, well done. But as for what was decided on who won and how, Person one, I can't honestly say I remember exactly what the, the, the deliberation was. And it's a big ass word for me to be saying. Um, but it, it, it was a well fought fight. You know, um, I don't know what else, you know, to say about it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's, just, it's just popped in my mind. I'm, just, I'm going back to these, uh, Memories too, and you know, I'm, I'm reminiscing about a lot of things. A lot of things that happened that you know always aggravated me and Jay. Me and Jay to this day still debate who really won the match. Jay would say you won, but you didn't beat me. I always call it a TKO. If the Jay he could continue, that's why the fight would stop. But moving on from that, yeah, you know, a few months after that, though, I came back to my house and I'm taking on David Clark real. I think you're refereeing that match too. But early that night, I want to see this though. You started a rivalry. The young CJ went to town. I think he was. Chris, what was it called back then? Justice Freewell, wasn't it? Yeah, Justice Freewell. Yeah, he was Freewell back in 2004. He, got, he had the free confidence of the Jimmy strap. It had been a real match. And then somehow CJ got one over you. I'm just curious, man. What was your thoughts on that match? You know, did he really get you? Did you. I mean. What's your memory about that particular match you have? You had, you had two matches. Let's talk about this. You had two matches with him that year. You know, one in February of 2004. Then it was in October of 2004. Both of us were strapped. But somehow Earl Mace got involved with close to And Earl backed out the last minute. And he was CJ one at it. But, um, 
You are long winded, and I ain't gonna lie, confusing me sometimes. What? All right, me, me and C, you went from you and David to me and CJ. Which uh, part you talking about? Me and David. I want to talk about the match you had with CJ. Okay. Okay. Um. Honestly, I know I def- I. I Put the top of the line several times back then. Uh, I don't. I can't remember if I ever. I don't think I ever lost it. Um, I know me and CJ when we had our match, we were both young guys. Uh, North Southern, of course, is the only title, only actual title that was uh, r- real uh, fighting instead of the, you know, the, the independent or fortune payment. Um, CJ didn't have the knowledge I did. Um, no, he didn't. He got over. He got winded way too fast, and I did lighten up because he. We were all friends. I didn't want to hurt him. Um, but he fought. Got good good man. He fought. Uh, now I'm pretty sure y'all gone back and watched his matches. Hell, who won? Y'all tell me. Well, if I remember correctly, in the first match, gave up. CJ ended up actually walked away with the title, you know. But you were clearly out wrestling him. I don't know what really happened. Somehow <laughs> CJ did walk out with the belt, but you were clearly out wrestling in the match. And then I, I don't know if CJ somehow ended up pulling it at some point out there. You know, I was like, whoa! I, I just that was coming. Yeah. Um, well, it was, and it was still a hell of a fight. As for Earl Mason involved, that was AWF. It didn't matter if we were one on one or five on one. No matter what, somebody's going to do a run in. Somebody's going to screw up a match. Of course. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, CJ beat me. I mean, uh, hell, something must have happened. Uh, and I'm trying to go through my, my memory bank. I was called that match where CJ took a beating, that he survived. He survived the beating, and I think he, I was a classic case where you put yourself out basically because you were well, dominating the entire match. You know, and most of y'all know me. Whenever I, I I've never actually gone for a title. I, I, AWS, like uh, Bill, you were saying earlier, I never had a chance to go for the AWS title. I never asked for it, you know, because to me, I was never formally trained. Y'all know that, and I come a long way from where I was then. But the the guys were coming in, you know, CJ. Uh, Will, damn Kevin, all those guys, when they start coming in, y'all put them in the ring with me. Whoever the booker was, whoever the promoter was, y'all put them in the ring with me. And y'all say, hey, Andy, get in here. Go, go, go up around with this guy, see, see what, what's worth. And CJ is one of those guys. And if I felt the respect and that he was able to, to, to do what, you know, he needed to do, I guess, be the right way to put that. Um, then, yes, okay, I would step down, and I would, and if that's the case, and hey, that's what I did, you know, and he was ready. He he deserved it more than I did at times. You know, like right now, I'm not paying a champion for UCW. I'm, uh, the, second, this is the second time I hold that title, first time I was in a pit bull match. You know, did I ask for it? No. Did I want it? Eh. You know you wanted it. 
<laughs> I, I, I did want it, but it was because to me, even if I went up to the big leagues, even if I did get in the Vince McMahon's ring, I wouldn't go for the WWE championship. No, I don't want that. You know, give me the cruiserweight. Give me the damn United States champion. I want that mid card to low card. You know, give me something where the, the new guys or the, the guys coming up and, hey, you know, give them a shot. I can recall, and I don't know if this is one of your questions later. If it is, I'll go ahead and answer it. Um, I know when we were at the back, the back with Rena at in Harlem, uh, y'all put me against uh, Fluffy, Will. And y'all said, hey, he's going to be trapped. He's going to win it tonight. And during the match, you know, he, we got in the ring. We wrestled around for a minute. He wasn't ready. So what did I do? I, did I hit him? No. Did I knock his ass out? No. Could I? Hell yes. Did I? No. Respectfully, I got out the ring, got counted out. I retained my title. He won the match. Yeah. Because he wasn't ready. You know, and if, if you gain my respect in that ring, if you get in there and you look up around for me and, hey, I'm loving it, sure. If, you, if you're supposed to get that title, it's yours. But if you're not ready for it, I don't, I really don't care. Even, and nothing against Don, uh, but even in UCW, he puts me in the ring with somebody who I feel does not deserve a title shot. I'm going to, you know, A, make it so I win. Or B, I will walk away. Because to have a title in any federation means you're ready for it, which means you put the work in and you you have the skill needed for that title. And Octane is more upbeat, it's more the cruiserweight, the mid, mid-card title. You know, I don't have a tag team partner. Well, I do. I, I've got Clear, but he's normally a common man. But you know, I'm not going for tag team gold. So... Put me in there with somebody who deserves it. Hell, I have no problem giving it over. I have respect for everyone I get in the ring with, as long as they respect me. So, if CJ got got set back then, then he must have deserved it. You know, no matter what I did in the ring, no matter if if I kept coming at him and he and he he kept coming back. Are you finished? I'm kidding. Uh, I understand Bill, you're at work, so uh, I'm going to try not to ramble as much. But, you know, if he got tired, he deserved it. And that's how I feel about anyone I could have been in the ropes with. You know, earn my respect. I, I know I may not have gone to the WA4. I may not have gone down to Florida Championship Wrestling. I didn't get trained, but as far as I'm concerned, as far as guys that I'm in the ring with, I am the veteran. You know, I've been doing this 16 years. I've been all around the Southeast. I've had fun doing what I, what I do. You know, so, All right. Take over, Chris. Hold on. I thought I'd be a guy call. Um, but, but you're still recording, right? Yeah, it's still going. Okay. So, uh, but that's like the new guy that I, got, I went against Saturday night and got the title back, Hunter Young. And he goes up to Russell Saint. He's, he's young. He's really, really young. Um, and he's been doing it for about 
six months to a year now. He hasn't had a whole lot of training, but he, but I know his trainer. When he's trained by, hell, I would love to get trained by. Now, I'm not gonna say, say any names because I don't want you know any. Oh well, you use my name, now you owe me money, which comes down to fuck you pay me. Anyways, <laughs> so whenever it comes down to it. The guys I get in ring with, and UCW has a lot of young, green talent, you know, and there are some guys in UCW that I think need to get in the ring before the event and a couple of weeks on end before the event get into shape and get to a skill level to be in the show. But can't always ask for that. Just work with what you're given. Um, which is what I did with CJ, which is what I did back in AWF. All, I, that's all I could do is work with what I was given. Whether it was some guy who walked up off the road and said, oh, I got wrestling, let me join, okay, get in the ring. Or if it was a guy saying, hey, I've been doing five years, you know, I'm not the best, but I can, let, let, let me show you what I can do. Hey, get in the ring, show me what you can do. That's why when I started training, I tell people, this is a passion, this isn't a hobby, this isn't, oh, well, every now and then I do this. It is a passion of mine. You know, and if you don't have the passion to get in that ring and do what you need to do, or if you're afraid of getting hurt, because come on, guys, it's wrestling. This isn't no, oh, let me get all my pads on. Let me go run down a field. And I guess with a lot of guys, they go through a lot of training. That, but when it comes down to it, we put our bodies in the hill. We may be in that ring for 10 minutes. We may be in there for an hour. We give it our all in that ring. And it is it takes a toll on our bodies. So we have to be in shape. We have to be, do, to keep each other safe. Ernie tells respect. I know I ramble a lot, man. All right, Chris, you mean you mean I think you got enough on that one. I think I think I answered this question. I think CJ ain't so again. Let me just take another drink of my beer. <laughs> All right, now, um, so CJ earned my respect. That's why it, he got he got the title. And honestly, with me, that's politics. Now, I will throw a fight. I will lay down as long as you gain that respect you earn and you show me that you deserve that title. So, I think that wraps up this question, right? All right. I don't know if he's back yet or not. Bill, are you there? He's not back no, yet. He had to, no, All he had right. to leave. He had to go do something. Yeah, he'll be back on in a minute. But let me go ahead, Doug. I got a feeling I know where he was going with this. Uh, okay. All right. Your time in... Flatline Championship Wrestling. We'll go ahead and start with that. Um, so he, he jumped all the way up to 2005 and 2006. We're going to jump back to 2002 and 2003. Um, Damn, so, was it that long ago? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Oh, um, and I'm not used to running the shootout while he's not doing it. <laughs> this is just weird. But um, you remember the events of Winter War Zone. <laughs> How the hell did I know you gonna bring that up? It's a touchy subject, but it's a subject that matters because for the longest time you were the black sheep of Flatline. Because of yeah, one incident true. one incident at Winter War Zone. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, I do. Oh. Um Winter War Zone, if I'm not mistaken, was at the damn roofing shop. Yep. Um that was the day that Pretty much, AWF took, it, it was the invasion. Um, 
we we had a long-standing rivalry with AWF Flatline, and I was told if you're for AWF, don't come back to Flatline. Um, and I told them uh, when they give me a contract saying otherwise, then okay, then they can tell me that. But until then, I ride who or ride. See, I ride a motorcycle that nowadays. Anyways. But whoever I'm with, I can be on both shows. Uh, we're in a war zone. Several things happened. One, that was a show that I got completely and utterly fed up with Daniel E. Main and that fucking voice. <laughs> and during the event, we were all having a good time. You know, we were doing our show. We were doing what we do. And some words were said. And I said, fuck it. I understand AWS is yours, Bills, and Jay's baby, but I took over. I said, you know what? Fuck it. We're done with Flatline. And I had two people hold Daniel Main on the table while I was the first person to ever put Daniel Main to a table. After I did so, he black. And he blackballed me from most shows, and you know, he told me I'd never work with Flatline again. Which, hey, he has held true to that. I think I've done security for them twice since then. That was '02, and I did security a year and a half ago. That tell you how long it took me to get back with anything to do with Flatline. But uh, yeah, I dropped Maine and. I told everybody, all right, if you're AWF, get in trucks and leave. We're out of here. Which We're resulted done. in a in a high speed chase <laughs> down yeah. uh, Harlem Grove Town Road that night. Yeah, and we all took off and everything. They were pissed off, and yeah, it was fun as hell. Um, Daniel Main still can't look me dead in the eye. It, it's just funny, but it, oh, it was. I don't think it helped that there were nails in the board sticking upward. Hey. I didn't choose the board. I just put his ass through it. No, David but, uh, Clark choose the board. Yeah, there you go. But uh, it, it was a night that is not definitely not easy to forget. I mean, it, it was it came down to blows between Flatline and AWF, and a lot of people went separate ways that night. You know, and there's a lot. I, I got to give it to Flatline. They had a lot of good, good talent. They had guys that were up and coming that, you know, they, that they had a good show, you know, but they also had money from parents. I'm not going to mention who's, but they had the financial backing that, of course, AWS did not. We were a brown bag federation. That's all there is to it. Um, Flatline had a financial backing. And so they were able to move forward with Flatline itself. Uh, but when it, when we talked about that night, it was a big thing for AWF too because it was when the guys who left with us that night, we bonded in a way that became a true family in AWF. Uh, and, and I've had my... my, my uh, uh, give me one second... Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, anyways, uh, so what the hell are you on? Uh, moonshine, 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 
So I'll okay, I'll get it started. Uh but we went from being a ragtag group of guys who just played with each other in, in a fucking ring to a family to play with play with each other in a ring. Can you rephrase that a little bit? Because I don't <laughs> want to end up having like uh, hey, hey, family hey, children's hey. services call. Like, what, what are let, what are y'all doing playing me, with each other? <laughs> let me let me te- let me tell you from the words of the honky tonk man and Rick Steiner and Robert Gibson and Tommy Boy Rich. Yes, these are all guys that I've been in the locker room with that I've had matches with. To be in this business, you got to have a certain frame of mind. And it, jokingly, jokingly, guys, everyone out there, this is a joke. You got to be a little bit gay. You can't grab another man's ass. And come on, uh, uh, scoot slam. You got to grab them, grab their nuts and flip. All right, that's what it is. Don't like it? Don't get in the ring. Anyways, now we we play around a lot in the back, just moving off and giving each other hell. But that, that, that's you know we have fun. But uh, back then, when when a war zone happened, I mean, it be, it became a war zone. There was when we left there, there was bodies laying everywhere, and then, like you said, there's a fucking case that went all the way from Harlem to Grovetown. Um, on Harlem Grovetown Road, how about that shit? <laughs> so, but when a war zone was a turning point, I think for me the most because I, I, this is a shootout, but it's my story. Um. It was a turning point for me because it is something that Daniel Main always told me I wouldn't make it in this business. He told me that, you know, I, I, I would never get paid to do what I love doing. Because a couple months before then, no, I'm sorry, no, it wasn't. It was actually, wait, you, you actually got, got out of, wait, I'm confused. Anyways, my memory shot. You know, everybody too many chair shots and uh, dropping on our heads later. And I call it that. I'm screwed. All right, <laughs> but uh, I still got a lump in my head. It's been there for a couple of years. I don't even know where the hell it came from. Um, that might have been my wife. But anyways, so, uh, but it, it's when he told me that we were going nowhere. That we were, we wouldn't do anything. With what we know, um, it drove it it, 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 put a, it lit a fire up in my ass. It drove me to say, "Hey, I'm going to show everyone that I've got what it takes to be there." And uh, and this is Chris, where I told you I was going to shoot on you a little bit. You know, I got to because you pissed me off a couple of years later in the Hall of Marina because you said something that about made me drop you period, that you were okay being a backyarder. That you were okay just being in the backyard and not going out there, not traveling with the guys and being independent. You know, Chris, you never truly went independent. I think you went down the middle with us at one time. I don't know what all you've done because we lost contact. But when it came down to, dude, when we went to the middle and, and I got in that damn ring, and put on a hell of a show. We ran a six-man tag of me, Milford, and Parker versus three of the hometown guys in Miller. And we put on one hell of a show. Got done with the magnitude back, shook each other's hands, got done with that. Show was over, walked out, and had this little eight-year-old girl come to me and ask my autograph. First time ever. I'm a street soldier then. And for a fan, 
that loves wrestling to come up and ask me for my autograph, dude. I, I, that, that was very, I decided, that's what I'm doing this for. I'm not doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for guys in the back. I'm not doing it for the promoter. I'm doing it for us fans. You know, John Cena, he's a good guy. He tells me, you know, the fans run what he does. Every action, every choice he makes is the fans, whether they're booing him, whether they're cheering him. And I'm pretty sure you and the UCW uh, last night, you seen the fans, the fan, they were full me, both me and Hunter. Yeah, they were. And, oh, God, yeah, man, that's so unbelievable, dude. I was totally blown away. I was very oh, he's back. back. <laughs> I just, I, I just uh, unmuted y'all. I had to run up to the third floor, so I'm such a damn panic button. She's hollering. Ray, Ray, Ray. <laughs> wow, man. Well, the guy woke up from anesthesia, or, or no, he woke up from anesthesia, and he was naked, and the nurse was cleaning his flavors, and he just spazzed out. Okay. And kicked the nurse in the head, and... You got the panic cord with the loose stuff. Uh, well, are, are you? But are you taking care of everything good now? Yeah, I'm back in the All right. So, um, but we we were actually discussing. I don't know how, how long ago you came back in, but we were actually discussing when a war zone and what happened that night. But uh, and I went on a, ran, on a ramble, and now I'm up to you know the show Saturday. Y'all are both there, and the fans. Even though we didn't have the maybe thirty. 35 fans in the, in the audience. Those fans coming out of their chairs, cheering, hollering. The fans asking for my autograph. Man, I, I never thought I'd be at this point where I honestly, you know, I miss intermission. I usually walk out during intermission, talk to the fans, you know, see how everybody's doing. So that, that, that event, I didn't get a chance to do almost the end of the intermission. But going out there and actually interacting with the fans, talking to them, them telling me how good I'm doing, you know, that they love seeing me. Hell, down there in damn Baxter, Georgia, when we're down there with, with uh, WCW, those guys down there, or no, I'm sorry, no, Baxter was RCW, uh, Revolution Championship Wrestling, which was actually a damn good show. But I had a fan, and they actually make me several signs. And he, anything I brought, merchandise-wise, he was snatching up. He loved my ass. And... I, I really, you know, and I know it's cliche. It's what WWE tells their, their workers, the guys say. But with me, with being independent, I don't get paid. If I get paid to go to a show, I'm amazed. There's a lot of times where I go for a hot dog and handshake, depending on how far out it is. But, you know, for those fans to know my name, to when I go out hollering redneck, you know, or singing my entrance music, you know, it makes me proud to do what I do, and that's why it drives me to do to do my best in the ring. I don't care if it's five fans or hundred fans. If those five fans can make more noise than those hundred. I'd rather take those five fans every day. Well, the you know, fans drive the show. To go back and touch on what you said, uh, what I said years ago, that I was about happy. War zone? No, about me oh, being oh, happy. No, no. Okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got you. Okay, and Bill, this actually. I know you're back. This goes for you too, Bill. How long have you been back? Is it gone yet? How well, long? I'm back from your from your call. Now, how, well, when did you come back uh, from your call? Uh, you were talking about the match with you and Hunter. Okay, okay, so, so, okay. So, so, so you didn't miss any. You missed a lot. Um, but like I said, Chris, and, and this goes for you too. And honestly, Bill, you had the size. You had to look. You, you, damn it, dude, you look like Kane. You can be a retarded half-brother. I mean, come on. Uh, but 
you guys, y'all were happy in the backyard. Y'all were okay. And like I said on Chris, the night he told me is we were at day to live at Harlem Marina. You told me, hold on now, because this is my interview. Hear me out. And then, then I, I'll, let, I'll let you say, okay? I ain't got a problem with that. Okay. okay. Um, but Chris was the one who actually told me and you, your actions showed me. But, the night Chris told me that he was happy being in the backyard, or he he didn't want to go anywhere else. He was happy. I about let him out. Because in this business, we always strive to be more than what we are. And backyard, you know, yeah, okay, AWS, it was nice for a training facility. You know, it was good for what it was. But to want more, to actually go out to travel, to do what myself, what Don, what Jay, uh, Oz, all the guys that were AWF, we got up, we we grabbed our gear bags, and we went. And we go to a show, and I, street soldier, I wore fucking cut-off camo pants, some boots, and a wife beater. And I was told, hey, you need to get some gear. You need real gear to be in this ring. Alright, so then Unforgiven came along. I had some okay gear, I had some good, and I was alright. But now, as Redneck Ray, I have my gear. I've actually come to a point where, guys, this is where being a backyarder, I won't wear my singlet in the backyard. I won't wear all of my gear because, you know, and seven feet say I've got an ego. It doesn't matter. I've gone further than the backyard. You know, I've gone down and traveled three, four, five, six hours to do what I love doing. And became independent. It wasn't, oh, yeah, you know, I, I trained in the backyard. Unlike some people, I, will, I won't ever say, no, I, I never did the backyard thing. I went straight and trained. No, I, I know I started AWS Backyard. And for five years, five plus years, I stayed backyard. And there was more to it. There was, it was my training. It was me building up my strength, my skill to go to shows and have a blast, you know, and it's new people are going against new people, not just same faces every damn week, every other week to learn. Hey, this guy's a high flyer. Holy crap. He does shit. We can't do it. AWS. I'm going to get a match with him. AWS it came to a stall. I mean, y'all wanted so much more. out of Y'all wanted to continue. Y'all wanted to go. Oh, AWS becomes independent, but, we didn't have the financial backing, and a lot of people seemed, Chris, you said it, but others seemed like they didn't want to do anything else except for the backyard because it was their friends. They weren't going to get embarrassed by anybody, whatever the case may be. And Bill, the reason I say you is because we kept telling you, dude, come out, train. Come out. You know, if you need somebody to train with, dude, I, I told you, hey, call me. Let's get in this ring. Let's train you. To cage aggression, let's train you to actually take the bumps. And hell, your mic skills, dude, you can talk in the mic, but you need to pull the mic away from your mouth. If you have a very aggressive voice, so on the mic, it's all you hear. But, dude, we get you a little bit of mic training, you get killed that damn mic, dude. I know this, I've seen it. But y'all just seemed like y'all wanted to stay backyard, like y'all didn't want to move forward. We said, hey, guys, we have a show in Millen. Hey, guys, RCW got, got on, on, 
you know, up and running. Hey, guys, we're going down to Baxley, Georgia. I understand life, always busy, understandable. You know, life happens a lot. Y'all both know for, for eight years I was married. My wife did not like me wrestling. But I'm, I, I, I said, hey, it's a fashion. It's what I really want to do. And we came to an agreement, and I started wrestling more. And I want to be more. I want to get in that ring more. I want to do everything. You know, I know I'm, guys, let's face it, too old to go to WWE. They, they don't want me. Because I, may, I might have three or four more years in me. Don, I know, okay, he's an old man. He still does it. Why can't I do it? I've been doing it a lot longer than he has. And his body is, all of our bodies are wearing out. But to go further in the backyard, I don't want to wrestle on carpet anymore. Or ground. Hell, or concrete. But I know where my home is. I know I will always, when people say, where were you trained at? I was trained in the backyard. I started there. But I moved beyond the backyard five, five, six years ago. And I was proud. You know, going, meeting new fans, meeting new people, getting my name out of their hell. I don't know how happy I was to get a phone call. And when I, when I heard the voice on the other end of the line, I was fucking floored. Because Rick Steiner called me, wanting me to come up to New York. Holy hell, he talked about someone about pissing my pants. And tell him, sorry, dude, my family comes first. I can't make it up there. It killed me, but I also knew my family always had come first. You know, which is why, Bill, I guess you, I know the issues you're having. That's why, you know, hey, you have to take care of your personal personal business comes first always. Always will. You know, but I just, <clears throat> you, you've got to want to be out of the backyard to go places. And I just don't feel like y'all had to drive to. Chris, like really? I said, you admitted to it. Yeah, if I, really. If I, can I say something? Yeah. I mean, I know we don't have a, a, good, a good opportunity to talk sometimes. You know, I guess Jay should keep his mouth shut whenever my name is coming. I don't, I don't know. I always hear things, you know. Or I can't speak for Christopher because Christopher always said, you know, he likes what he does in the backyard. He's been that way, my God, since 05, you know. When I first started to travel in 2008, 2007, for wrestling for Jesus, you know, I, I was going to Charleston. I was going to Manning, you know. I got the ring with Nikita Koloff. I got opportunities. I met Ivan Koloff. You know, I met Gang Grill. You know, I got a chance to uh, just work with him. I'm starting to live my dream. You know, when I got married and everything, oh, we're going to flip that side down. You know, but the full-fledged did not want to freaking work all of a sudden. You know, six months into our marriage, the deal was when she was pregnant, she was going to stay home. After she had the baby, she was going back to work. I was only supposed to work two or three jobs just for a year, and it turned into uh, the five straight years. When you guys were going to RPW, y'all going to track, y'all going to the road, I was working every single weekend, every single day, seven days a week uh, for about uh, almost three years straight. And on a very rare chance I would get a weekend off, I would call Jay. I begged and pleaded. I didn't have the gas money or my car wouldn't make it. I threw a three-hour drive. You know, I asked I car pool. Jay wouldn't bring me. He yeah, was trying to say, oh, I got a full car load. But now I find out he only had two people in his vehicle. You know, I begged and pleaded. I wanted to go to the NXT. I was, me and Rebecca would fight and fight and fight. I was in my room crying sometimes because, God, they're not going down the middle of Georgia to wrestle. 
I got to go to the hospital if I didn't work, or I got to work to prison that night. You know, it was killing me. It was making me so much in depression. You think I like going to the Harlem Arena every single week trying to freaking wrestle? And that was the only chance I had to be able to live my freaking dream. You know, I'm so okay. completely, I'm so thankful to get a job. And to the point where even when I kicked her out, and I'm more to pay over $900 in child support, I still got to work three jobs. You know? I had, and I had no family support. But don't think I just, don't think I love to stay in the backyard. I would have done anything other than you guys' shoes. Well, and, okay. You know. See, and, and like you said, you know, I you. I'm not covered at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm Bill, 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 Bubba. No, I thought you were saying, I was freaking passionate about this freaking shit, too. Hold on, I hold on. I just done every single day. All right, Bill. You, you know, you, you, me and you, that's why I said at the beginning of the, all this, I understand life happens. And it, it, it's a shootout, dude. Um, I see, all I can go by is what I see. And I understand you had shit going on in your own life. Hell, trust me. So did I. It is life kicked everybody in the teeth back then. Okay? Trust me, I know. When it comes down to it, life happened to all of us. Whether it was a family, whether it was injury, whether it was you tried and you got there and you just it wasn't happening. Trust me, <laughs> I have all people understand that. All right? Now, my thing is, when it came down to it, Bill, you'd come out to the arena and you'd, you'd jump in that ring and we knew you weren't ready because of your, you had all this pent up aggression that you want to take out on everybody and every time you stepped in that ring, every time you, you got between those ropes, dude, you lost it. You, you, you couldn't control what was going on with you. This one question, and, okay? And it, 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 it is under hurt in the ring. If I lost control, who did I hurt? If I blacked out, whose bones did I break? Who stole that freaking trash? When I blacked out that day, you got my big comedy down, I just found out Oakley was fucking Rebecca. You're right. You know? Bill, and that, that's my thing. Because I didn't kill that son of a bitch for doing that. You're right. And, I, dude, that guy held against me. You know, you, know, you know what it felt like when Jay and Chris would tell me that nobody would get in the ring and wrestle me because of that situation right there? That spaz out the freaking ring? I had no one never break down. I mean, hey, it wasn't just that one time, Bill. Dude, you called me wanting to interview. Tell you, me, who, it, did I, who did I freaking hurt? I'll ask John. I'll ask Kevin. Don't tell me I couldn't wrestle in UCW. Bill? I was to training. Bill, let's, let's try to get back on track. Yeah, I mean... This is this is a shootout uh, interview. We're not trying to make it an impersonal thing. Yeah, I, I did. This right here, what you what just happened, dude. Yeah, you want to come out. You want to get independent. You want to do this. You want to do that. But it wasn't just that one time. All right, and that's why I told you it was me. Learn to control the anger. Learn to control that rage. Trust me. Oakley tried fucking my wife three days after we broke up. All right? Oakley had a bad habit of going through Dan or all of our uh, girls. But when it came down to it, dude, 
we everyone who was involved who watched okay we know what happened we heard we know everything okay now after all that I told you several times get in the ring with me one on one I'll work with you and train Whenever I told you that, you said, okay, sure. I'll call you, I'll call you. Bill, you have a skill. It would be on the mic, whether it be just your power in the ring. And you could have done it. You could have gone, and I know personal life is a bitch, dude. I know that all too well. All right? I'm not trying to make a shit about you. I'm not trying to make it about anything. I'm trying to have a... Yeah, 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 y'all call me for this. You want to know my story. Y'all, you're going to say, hey, you're probably going to shoot on people. You're going to say some things going to piss people off. Hey, I kind of figured I'd piss you off sooner or later. <laughs> but it's all right. We can calm down. We can talk. We can finish this interview. But... And, and after we're all said and done, dude... It's still saying, saying, if you want to actually get trained and actually go further, I'm still going to say, all right, let's get in the ring. Let me show you how to really do this. Because Chris, even you, if you still want, if you want to get in the ring and actually learn how to bump, and that's, and I know that's a shoot on you, but it's okay. My in ring uh, days are done. I'm more production now but, and uh, mouthpiece. If anything, oh, uh, you got a mouthpiece, all right. Anyway, so, um, but Bill, I love you, brother. You're, you're my brother, all right. Bill, he's there. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, appreciate, I say I appreciate that. Okay. Now, y'all want to do? You want to do what we do? You want to go down and travel with us? Dude, call me up. I'll find somebody who either I'm right with or we'll find a way. Don't expect to go down to a show and jump in the ring, though. Because I'm going I'm to say it now. You're not ready for that yet. Yeah. Because you haven't been out of the ring for a long time, and we need to work on that aggression and your actual skill skill set. But if you, want, if you are willing to do that, if you want to do that, hey, I'm here. All right? Next yep. question. Then, 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 next question. What, what, what else you got for me? Chris, we got covered so far. We went we only covered the flatline thing. We only covered flatline and winter war zone, and that's about it. So you jump past 2007 and go on up past that. These are your favorite opponents you ever worked with. You just you love tearing the house down with. Was there, was, there, was there a question in there? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, who's your favorite? Well, who's the guy you love wrestling with the most? The guy I love being in the ring with the most with? Honestly, that's got to be Oz. Yeah, your best opponent. All right, I'll push you to your limit. Okay, that's got to be Oz. Oz Knight. Because me and him, when we get in the ring, you know, we've been friends for a while. We've been wrestling together for about three years. And when we get in the ring, we know what each other is capable of. And... We make sure to push each other 
to the limits every time. And, you know, he, he has a skill of pushing. Whoever's in the ring with it, he will push. And I love that guy, you know. And that was between him and Dan Rick Steiner. And Rick Steiner, I wasn't even in a match with. I was just training the guy he was in a match with to go against him when he got in the ring. That's amazing. Steiner lined me. Ooh, buddy. I hit the ground. I was smiling the whole way down. But as for guys, regular basis, or the one or matches that you know I enjoy the most, uh, I'd have to say would have to be uh, with us. But when you're um, all you care is you did. You know, you're a street soldier, hardcore indie tailor, You're unforgiven. Which gimmick, you know, you think really excelled your career? What was your favorite gimmick that you actually loved doing the most? Okay, and I, hell, I like that question. Um, you're right. I've had five gimmicks over the years. Each one, I was trying to find me, trying to find what persona describes me. And honestly, it's a toss up between Unforgiven and Redneck Ray. Uh, Unforgiven, I was under the hood, and people saw me, they hated me. But I, I did have that embar- the, the embarrassment I was talking about earlier, embarrassing myself in front of people. Um, in the hood, I could do pretty much whatever I wanted, and it showed. Uh, it was, it is my only heel gimmick I've done. Uh, and it, it was one that, I, if one day I might bring it back, might not. Um, it is rough, not, you know, going back to the fan thing is, fans didn't want anything to do with Unforgiven. He scared the dog shit out of them. And I was an asshole. Okay. I can't believe I love Lord Dan Robert Gibson. That broke my heart and made me laugh my ass at the same time. <laughs> but now, Redneck Rays got to be my favorite because it is, I mean, I am a redneck. You know, I, I, I dip. I have an accent that, well, I've been told I have an accent. You know, but it, it's me. It's who I am, not only in the ring, but outside the ring, too. And it is my persona. And the fact that it took 15 years to come up with it amazes the shit out of me. But fans are receptive to it. They, 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 they like Redneck Ray. I mean, I've loved the character of being able to actually interact with the crowd as I come out from the entrance. And just, you know, everything comes with it. And that's why when I, when I travel nowadays, I go as a decorator. So, as for my, my favorite persona, it, it has to be a decorator at this point. Awesome, awesome. Now, I got, I got a funny question for you. Well, look how you look at it. <laughs> All right. What promoter did you like working with the most compared to AWF and FCW? I'm referring to, you know, Main backyard, our family, place, whatnot. Between Daniel Maine and Chris Dickens, which one did you like? But who'd you enjoy working with the most? Or which one you hated the most? Well, given where war's on, that kind of answered that question. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I that one. Yeah, uh, honestly, I did like the talent 
that was brought in with Flatline. Um, I got to meet a lot of guys that were of a higher level than me and, you know, got to learn a lot through them. But as for the actual owner, promoter, booker, whatever it is, I mean, AWF, if, if it was ran a little bit smoother, I guess. Well, either way, AWF actually promoter is, you know, and I know giving somebody a big ego over there, but, um, now, AWF has always been my home. It's always been a lot of fun. Not always the best choices that were made, but always the most fun if I'm only having to choose between those two. Awesome. Well, you know, we've been on the show now over an hour now, so I want to wrap things up here if I could. I usually how I end the interviews. I'm going to give you some people's names. You just tell me your first thought you hear them. <laughs> oh hell! How many beers have you had? <laughs> okay, I'm going. I'm going, uh, I'm going extreme with this one. Draven, Brandon Parker. Uh, I, I know who the other Draven is. Um, good guy, big ego, but he's come a long way from what, where he used to be. And if he wants to match match any time, I, I get in the ring with him too. <laughs> uh, my boy, Tweeter, James Houston. Twitter, my part of my uh, our faction RWO. He's an attaching partner of mine. Good guy. Always wants to be hardcore. Needs to drink a little less. Think a little. No, no, he don't need to think anymore. <laughs> he will really get screwed up then. But uh, uh, good guy, good wrestler. Again, he's an attack partner. Uh, lot of fun being in ring with. What about uh, Damien Stick, or, or sometimes known as Relic? Uh, the Moreland got hardcore Enigma tattooed on his arms. No said. <laughs> okay. What about Mask Fury, or sometimes known as Christian Fury? Or we call him the man who didn't wear a mask, Jerry Gargini. Now, you realize you saying that on a podcast, Kills all illusion of, of what under the hood means. <laughs> you realize that, right? I know. We can't. He was called Mask Fury. We always said, Mask Fury, J.J. Hens, although he didn't wear a mask. That was always a joke with me and another uh, partner, Alan Luke, with all the duck slaps in the previous podcast. It's how the show first initially got started. There's a small little rib on him. He laughed about it, but all right. Uh, well, you know me. Uh, being in the business, I kind of got to keep a little bit of a head on my shoulder. <laughs> but <laughs> what about change? What do you think about change? Change is a good guy. Uh, I have not had the opportunity to get in the ring with him yet, but but it's coming. Really? Yep. Okay. 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 All right. What about this man's been called a legend? He's been called an innovator of entertainment. This guy's been called a lot of names. He's even called Super Dicky sometimes. We got the Chris Dickens. Here we go. He's an asshole. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's got. The boy is good, but he comes behind, behind the scenes. And me and him have actually had that talk before. Um, him behind the scenes, either doing editing or doing this podcast, you know, it, it's where his calling is. I mean, 
he can do all kinds of editing and stuff on a computer. Shoot, if I tried, hell, it'd be all kinds of fucked up. Anyways, uh, well, I'm going to go some, uh, some other agent of Russia's here. What about Wolfgar? I think you should bring him up during the podcast show. He's going to do some um, right now, but. I, I hate he's going through hard times, but he's the one that. All right. This is going to be completely honest. I know I'm fine. People don't get butt hurt. I don't care. Um, Wolfgar didn't have what it took. He, he didn't have. I'm sorry. Love him to death. He's a good guy, but he, wrestling is not what he needs to be doing. Guy that size, he should be able to do things in the ring that, you know, the little guys couldn't, you know, showing his power and. He never really got psychology. He never really got moves, and he couldn't bump. And when we tried going to training, even before he started on these hard times, he wouldn't do it. He couldn't do it, however it may be. And when it comes down to that, it's difficult for you to be in this business and, oh, well, I can't train, I can't do this, I can't do that. You, it, it's not a business where that can happen, you know. But... Yeah, as a friend, you know, love me dead, but as for in the ring, sorry, I can't, I can't support him. Okay, okay. Um, damn. You remember this guy from the past, Prime Time, Tim Sanders? We call him Tim Gadner. He's doing his minion sometimes, but Prime Time. He he tried in '07, and I think he ended up what 2010. The entire curse of the Trouble Nine. 2010. Well, I was never too uh, thrilled about the name Primetime, but uh, he was another one of them football players that tried to get in the ring, and he just he never never trained, never wanted to do anything besides, oh, I can do this, and, you know, he wanted to be a hardcore uh, wrestler and it's like there's certain aspects of that and you can't be afraid to get hurt because hardcore that's we hurt each other. Um but he had a short run. I didn't get a, a whole lot of time to watch him, you know, that was whenever I was going through my personal issues with my family. Right, right. So yeah, so I didn't get a whole lot of matches I, I watched him sometimes I, I was there whenever he decided it would be a smart idea to stack a chair on top of a sign, and it just that does not work, especially when you're going to be DDT'd into it. Um, but again, people who want to do it, but they don't want to put the effort or the passion behind it that we have. Okay, well, we uh, last question. Last question I wanted to do, just shout out for. I'll go with one more question. Um, you don't talk about him that very, very often. You know, some people who always will say, hey, don't mention this guy's name, but I'm, I'm just going to ask you, you say you don't want to talk about something cool. But for some reason, I don't know why people don't want to talk about Eric Milford. I don't know why. I've never had a major issue with Milford. Milford, you know, got ringed with him a couple of times. And, you know, I mean, you know, we had different opinion, but, you know, other than that, I thought he was, you know, a very powerful wrestler. But let's say you. What's your thoughts of the American Nightmare? <laughs> okay. Um, Milford, he was another one that got started with Flatline, uh, and he took, he, 
he, he took the white line. He, he was partnered with Daniel Maine. Um, and he became actually decent wrestler. Even nowadays, I see him, I say hey to him, yeah, it shows and stuff like that. He, unfortunately, he does have a, um, I'm better than you complex, which he always has had that. Um, but he's, he's a good guy, a good wrestler, but he lets his ego outrun everything. Yes, he's been to, he's been to Japan. He's been traveling for wrestling, doing what I wish I could have done. Um, but he's a big, biggest reason why I stopped working flatline. He's the biggest re- reason I stopped. I don't wrestle for, uh, viral pro wrestling in Thompson. You know, as a wrestler, he's, he's great. As outside the ring, I don't want nothing to do with him. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, Honestly, dude, that's the opinion a lot of guys had told me. I was, you know, I can't say I was surprised, but, you know. But yeah. um, I didn't get a chance to ask this question earlier. You know, I started off with a joke. They were kind of laughed about it, but uh, I've been a ring rat to chase you throughout the years since you started wrestling 16 years. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on now. Um... <laughs> How many more beers do you need any for that how, question? How many people actually listen to this show? A lot. Um, are you, Bill? Are you sure you want to bring this subject up? <laughs> well, you already have to go ahead and share. Everybody start. Everybody start. I mean, I mean, which ring rat are you talking about now? Um, I go to ER. What? Yes, I do. Oh. Oh, the burn center. And the love of you. That's the only way you get in right now. You can get the yard entrances and then take it to the burn unit. That's fine. Just right there on the left. Yeah. And you'll see the ER entrance. Yeah. And they'll be able to escort you to the burn unit. And for the first time in history, you actually get to hear what it's like to be a security guard at a hospital thanks to the shootout with Bill Blanchard. <laughs> uh, shameless plugs, shameless plugs. That's what TMB is all about, baby. <laughs> all right. Is he back yet? I know. I know what AWF when some of the females first start coming up to the all arena, they be getting their back and pissed off. A lot of wives and a lot of countries first got started. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the that's where those kind of got started from. Um. I know you were a ladies' man. All right. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. Chris Dickens won't recognize. Oh, I, oh yeah, there's a guy I meant to mention. I was no, no. no let, 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 if, if we're going to talk about it, we're going to talk about it right. I was a whore. Chris said the biggest ring rat in the history of his business is Joe Sherrill. Instead of you. What, who? Dale Sherrill. Aiden Josiah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How are you going to go from a ring rat to a ring brat? <laughs> no, he was the ring ass. Let's get it right. No, no, no. He, he was. No, I want to go back to the ring rat, rat, rat question because <laughs> Dale Sherrill is not a ring rat. 
Maybe my understanding of the ring rat and yours are completely different. But, uh, no, 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 no. It was, it was a freaking rip on Jim. I, I never we screwed. From this, uh, we asked Wolfstar the last year and last year we did. We asked Wolfstar. What, 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 what ring rat even Wolfstar wouldn't do? And Chris thinking about a Dale shirt. Yeah, but wouldn't do him. Chris, you just need to stop talking because you make no damn sense at times. I mean, it's it hard for talking your mouth again. You'd have to, oh, we had to drive that one back <laughs> out. Well, I mean, anyways, uh, yeah. not, actually, I was, I was kind of excited about the question about the ring ride until you said Dale. Dale so, um, you made it hard on uh, him to uh, a little uh, dicky. <laughs> now, Rick Flair the ESPN at 30 for 30. He's saying 10,000 chips with 10,000 considered ring rats in their state. Let's say you, what's your number? Okay, you, you man, I'm, I, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk enough for it. Try that one more time, but make it into a question. He wants to know, Ric Flair let his number out. What's yours? Uh, how many ring rats or how many how many ring rats or how many women? Ring rats. Ring rats four. 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 Oh, she's on it. Well, he's got me beat. Chris, wasn't you at 24? Shit. Unless I count everybody I mean, that came through the doors of AWF wanting a shot. Two. Wait, I'm a bad guy. Let's say ring rats or ring cats. Oh, you're a bitch. I'll watch you no more. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, but how many ring rats have I been with for? Um, and it, it, it's funny because only two of them became actually my valet. And just for the record, all four were before I got married, before I got with Sean. So, just to to clarify that, even though I'm pretty sure nowadays there are several that won't mind if I do. Um, Anyways, uh, now ring rats, as long as you don't bring them home with you, all right. Well, what's the future? What's the future for the free boss, man? What's your plans now? I mean, I don't um, time clock ticking on you. Be honest with you, over the last two years, I have been fighting myself. I've actually wanted to go more into the training aspect and getting the, the new guys ready to go do what I've been doing. Um, and actually leaving in ring competition. Because yeah, I'm, I'm 31, and no, it's not old, but when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to in-ring, and I got started, y'all say 01, but I remember in 99, whenever we started. Y'all started in 99, 2000 when I started, so I've been doing this 17 years. I actually did that math the other night when somebody asked me. Uh, I've been doing it 17 years, and for uh, 17 years, 12 of it was straight hardcore wrestling. Um... And it's something that, yeah, it took a toll on my body, plus all the extracurricular activities I was doing in high school with RGC and running track and things like that. My body hasn't been through hell. I mean, I can still get in there. Y'all seen it Saturday night. I can still get in there and run with the best of them. But to train guys to, you know, and several of the guys that I personally trained were at the show Saturday night. Um... And getting those guys ready to get out there and get on the road to to entertain fans the way that we know how 
I actually have thought about doing that more and getting an actual transility up in the area. Um, and doing that, I, I, I'm going to say preemptively, I've got about four more years in rain right now, um, depending on how things go. Uh, right now, I'm only wrestling for UCW. Uh, I've got some openings, some guys I've been, I'm in contact with that I might travel next month. But for right now, UCW is all I got. And if I can get some guys trained up and ready for in ring next by the next I'll say six to eight months or in the next couple of years, you know, that's what I want to focus on is getting guys trained. You know, and that, and that includes you, Bill. Just let you know that. This is what's out there. Um but I don't know if you know it or not, man. I got I got hit in the head a couple of years ago. I got real bad touched it from it. One reason why I have really been, you know, um been bitter about it. I oh, fuck it. I've recently decided. Fuck it up, Buttercup. Fuck it up, Buttercup. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try one more time. I won't take on change at the next UCW show. It ain't going to last long. I'm going to get ring tried. I'll take my body through it. I've got the last couple of shows and got the ring of bump with Jay. And, you know, we're going to see. I, I'm going to take you up in your offer. You know, I haven't 100% thrown in the towel. Right, I think i got a couple of years left, maybe, I hope. You know, I'm, yeah. just trying, I'm just trying to get myself healthy again. I left in prison. All my full time doctors, I've been going to the VA, get myself treated for my PTSD. Um, you know, I'm trying to get my mind right again, so hopefully I can go back to doing this business. Professional wrestling. Well, and, and I say this, and I know I'm probably going to catch some heat for it, and if I do, so be it. Um, when me and my wife split last year, I went through a really bad depression. No one wanted to be around me. No one wanted to be in my vicinity because of how bad I was. Um, and I know you have the job at Hoffs. Right around the corner. Go there and make a right turn. See what the emergency room? Just go right there straight and make a right, and you'll see it. Just so. But uh, I'll talk about Andy. Okay, you're good. But I know you have your job at the hospital, but honestly, truthfully, I did start smoking last year. Um, and I'm not, I ain't going to say that I'm an advocate for marijuana, but it, it, it helps the thoughts, the visions. Um, I, most of you don't know it, but I do have multiple personality uh, diagnosed um, about four years ago. Uh, and it helps with PTSD and other things. Do it. Don't. If it, if it's something that you get into, just start slow. But it it, 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 it honestly does help. I mean, yeah. I don't. I'm not telling you to go out and smoke all damn day. And oh yeah, I'm di-. no, don't do that. You'll fuck up everything. <laughs> but um, and other than that, VA psychiatrist, however you need to do it, you know, get yourself right, get your mind right, because if you have to get. I almost hurt somebody last year. Uh, I was at a show for RCW, uh, right before I said, no, not RCW, where was I? WCW, down there in Millen. And I got in the ring, and one guy out of the way, he, he, he looks stiff. And I'm cool with that. I don't mind it. He hit me several times in my jaw. 
and I wrapped them up a lot like I did Chris back uh, several years ago, and I made them pass out. And I lost myself. I, I lost track of what was going on in my own brain, and I hurt somebody. So, Bill, don't rush back into it, okay? Make sure you're right. Make sure your mind's right. But definitely get with you, get you trained up, get you, you know, in the ring and doing, hell, what you had the passion for, you know? But my phone is about to die. I got to get a damn call where I ain't doing shit on it in an hour and wait, 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 wait. An hour and 32 minutes. <laughs> Man, y'all had me on the phone for over an hour, son of a bitch. That's what happens when you ramble. You know, shit, and I do that a lot. I did say I had multiple personality, right? Um, it's what happens. All them bastards in my head try to talk at the same time, and it just goes into a long spill. Uh, but anyways, guys, I do appreciate it. You know, as for where I'm going to be, we never know. I might be dead in a ditch tomorrow. I might be in ring 10 years from now. So, and this is what, shootout? Yep. Shoot out, not shout out, shout out, right? <laughs> no, nah, it's a shout out, but uh, I want to first thank Bill and show, man. I apologize for losing my temper earlier, man. It's it's a very, very sensitive subject for me because it reminds me of a dark time in my life, and I I don't know. I always hear things, but I just sometimes I think I'm very sensitive toward it, man. I hate when people assume things and think I, I wasn't passionate about it or I wasn't pushing for it or I wasn't trying to do everything I possibly could. You know, four A It wasn't just on the shoulders of Jay and Chris. I did, I did my fair share, but you know, well, honestly, Bill, stopped me from trying to go indie. And well, like I told it's done. When I black out sometimes, or or on a particular subject, you understand what I went through in Afghanistan or freaking Iraq. You know, I I I begged God to get me through this, and I wanted to see my dream of wrestling. I'm seeing my dream being ripped away from me. You know. And it, it, it reminds me what I had to do to come back to it. You see, everybody used to do it, and I couldn't do it. It, it, it made me very bitter. Pissed off, son of a bitch. And I took it out on everybody around me, you know. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's part of what I thought about with the anger issue, dude. You know, it, it's, it's going to get brought up. It's going to be thrown in your face, and you ain't going to like it. You know, especially if... Hell, watch Roman Reigns and John Cena doing a promo the other night. I mean, yeah. he he laid into that. And it was funny as hell. But it, it was a shoot, and people are going to do it. They're going to see what pushes your buttons. They're going to see what gets you to lose it. And we need to work on it. But for now, guys, uh, I appreciate y'all calling me up and letting me be on the show and all. Um, maybe one day... In the future, we'll get back together and see what the hell's going on. Bill, I get with you about the training. Dicky, do what you do with that editing shit. If there's anything you think shouldn't be said on, online, or <laughs> how do I get to this damn show, anyways? Hey, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. What the fuck you say? I said I'll send you the link to the to the web page so you can get the show. I right, do that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah check, out another episode, and check out our past episodes in the archives. We've, had a, we've been doing the shows for a couple of years now. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have this week for the Rusty Shootout. I am your host, the Battle of Bill Blitzer. 
I want to thank Mr. Andy Taylor for being on the show. And always, it's been a pleasure working with Christmas Wayne Fishing. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Y'all have a good one. Night, y'all. Uh...